conversation with Craig Soley, a registered physiotherapist and ASCA accredited strength and conditioning coach with a Master of Musculoskeletal and Sports Physiotherapy. Craig is currently working as Senior Musculoskeletal Physiotherapist at Royal Perth Hospital. Years as a world champion athlete and a distinguished career as a detective in the WA Police Force gave Craig a unique perspective on his physiotherapy qualifications. His approach addresses the real-world demands we make on our bodies and has applications from fitness training and rehabilitation to workplace safety and injury prevention. In 2012, Craig began his role as Manager Physical Performance, Physio and SNC with West Perth Football Club. He helped steer both the league and reserve teams to multiple grand finals, securing their first league premiership win in a decade. Prior to his appointment with West Perth, Craig worked with Subiaco Football Club as a physiotherapist and functional strength coach helping guide the team to three grand finals and two premierships. Craig is also a Karate Shihan Master, 6th Dan Black Belt, holder of four IKGA Karate World titles and 13 national all-style titles. He captained the Australian team from 1995 to 2005 and continues his work training students for competitions at and above national levels. Welcome to our studio and our In Conversation segment, Craig. Um, it is such an honor to have this conversation with you. Um, we at the studio were going through your bio and we were amazed at the amount of accomplishments you've had over your lifetime. And um, so perhaps the best place to start would be your karate, if that is okay with you. Um, what inspired you to get into karate in the first place? <laughs> Thanks, Gail. Um, look, I guess I was, um, according to my parents, I was a very aggressive young boy, um, and I used to enjoy fighting quite a lot as a kid. <laughs> um, and I guess if you look at today, um, I would have probably been diagnosed as being ADD or something like that. Um, and so when I was 11 or 12, um, well, 11, my dad finally decided to, to let me do karate. I actually wanted to do judo because I didn't really know much about martial arts at all. But um, dad insisted that I do karate with uh, my still current coach, Brian Mackey. Um, and, uh, and it was just the tonic I needed. Um, it gave me a real focus to get, um, get training and, and gave me that outlet that I probably needed as a, as a young boy. Um, so that was what got me started and I, I just loved it. And, uh, and 35 years later, I'm still training. Yes, and we will touch on, or perhaps we could start uh, talking about that now because you do train students, don't you? And um, is there a difference? Are you noticing that when you train students, you're coming from a different place? Uh, I guess it's a real uh, combination of factors nowadays because um, beyond karate, obviously I'm a physiotherapist uh, and a strength conditioning coach. So um, I, I'll look at people uh, holistically and then um, from, a, from a 
purely technical perspective, um, yeah, it's it's a real challenge to to see um, with people that have ne- less natural talent or less uh, less sort of basic skill set and people that are challenged a bit more with coordination and things like that. The the physio in me a bit more and trying to work with um, more basic motor skills and, and some of those aspects to, to help people that are a bit more challenged to, to get the best out of themselves. So, yeah, I think... Um, as well and and not involved in competition personally um, then just trying to, to get everyone to improve as much as they can rather than me just trying to be the best that I can be so I have to be a lot less selfish which is quite nice my, my dad was always um, making me aware that it was always a bit of a, a circle and so when I was you know, 13, 14, 15 and coming up through the ranks there was a lot of um, highly skilled um, fighters at our club and I got a lot of beatings from those guys back in the day um, <laughs> which, which sounds a bit nasty and a bit brutal but it was it was all part of just normal training um, and you know, then as I got older, I was providing a lot more of a challenge to those guys. But it was always that always instilled in me that if you know, there was a few people that were were a bit rougher than others, and he said, "Well, just make sure that you're not the person that's that's like that when when the circle's coming around because someone's going to come up and do and to you if you do that to them." So um, yeah, it's it's um, it's just a, a really good martial art and something that can continue through the life. I mean, my competition days are a long time behind me, mm. um, but I can still add to my own personal development, but also to the development of a lot of other students um, that are young young kids through to young adults. Mm. Beautiful, Craig. I'd love to talk to you about your time as uh, a detective in the WA Police Force. <laughs> What inspired you yeah. to get into that field and your experiences there? Um, so the police force was... My sister were, is a couple of years older than me and she was a police cadet and then became a police officer. And um, with all of my sort of effort at school focused on karate and not school, I didn't study very much. So I wanted to be a physiotherapist while I was at school, but not studying means that you're very unlikely to get into physiotherapy. So I, um, I went to university for a little while um, studying human movement, but I left there and, and went off traveling for a couple of years. And by the time I came back, I was listening to all of these amazing stories that my sister would tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounded pretty exciting, so I thought, well, I'll give that a try. And so I, um, I joined the police force in 1993 mm-hmm. and very quickly, um, through circumstance, I guess, uh, ended up working at, um, at a new section which was working with detectives while I was a uniform officer and uh, I really got a taste for working in more investi- investigating more serious crime, um, which led to me becoming a detective at a, quite a junior rank. Um, and so it was, it was amazing um, sort of things that you get to see that are uh, horrible and fantastic at the same time. Um, and it's a side of life that 
you wouldn't normally be exposed to, um, and it's nice to dip your foot in the pool. But after um, seven years, I had seen more dead bodies than I really cared to see, um, and done some things that were, you know, right off the charts. But um, but it was also I couldn't see myself doing that in another 10, 10 or twenty years. So I thought, well, what do I really want to get back to doing? Um, and I was still in my mid to late 20s then, so I thought, right, well, if I'm going to change, I have to change now. And so that was when I decided to move on to physiotherapy. But uh, I still have a relationship with um, the police department in that I've worked with their football team over a number of years. You'll see a lot of the players that are in the football team um, and still catch up with some of my old police mates um, because it is a real sort of... Uh, family type, you know, close knit community, um, and with social media being as it is, there's a lot of um, police and ex police groups uh, on some of the social media sites that uh, that you know we all keep in contact with each other and uh, and reminisce about the old war stories that we <laughs> used to get up to. <laughs> Lovely. Now, Craig, in 1996, you founded PhysioFit. What was the inspiration behind that? So you've always wanted to get into the field of physiotherapy. And what's fascinating yep. is that um, it was, was it World Physiotherapy Day on the 8th of September? Uh, I was it on, I think it was on Sunday, yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes, yep. yes. And, and so, yeah, right. we, so we were at the studio going, wow, what an amazing coincidence. Or was it synchronistic? <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, so talk to us about how you came about this and um, the inspiration behind it, yes. Uh, so back in, in the late 90s, uh, I think, that was when I was sort of being made aware of personal training becoming a thing. Um, and so there's me, a multiple national champion and world ranked in karate, and I got bullied into it by a girl <laughs> who was getting ready to get who was getting ready to get married. And she, um, we were at a party one night, and she said, "Look, Craig, you're always fit. I'm getting married. I need to lose weight." Um, and you're going to train me. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't train people. I teach people karate, but I don't train people for fitness. And that, um, yeah, so she fairly quickly pulled me into training her and her sister and then her brother and then their cousins. And it sort of evolved from there. Um, and then for me, it was uh, more of a case of, well, now I have to get up three mornings a week uh, to do this extra training with people. Um, so it became uh, an enforced sort of extra conditioning session for me so that um, I would do the karate training that I was doing over nighttime or daytime and then we'd be doing extra fitness sessions in the mornings as well. Um, I'm quite a driven person, but it's also um, quite hard to be getting up when you're the only person getting up and there's no other reason to get up other than to really force yourself. Um, and so I would do that, but every now and then I would sort of slack off. So having a, an enforced commitment by training these other people and then paying me for it was a, a good way to go. And it's just evolved from there. So that um, since that time, um, obviously I've left the police force um, and finished competing. And I must admit that back in the days when I was competing and training people, 
the fitness classes that I used to run were a lot more brutal than they are now and a lot less technical and there would be a lot of throwing up and people lying down with their legs in the air trying to get some stop themselves from fainting and me sort of giggling to myself thinking, well, you couldn't keep up with me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, now it's, it's evolved into training people on trying to improve their weaknesses um, while maximising their strength. So we, we tend to adopt um, specific postures and muscles tend to get either... Um, use more or less uh, and we get stiff in certain areas and and typical patterns like that but, but then having a, a physio either look over a person and go right okay that one's not good for you but this is how we can adapt it to, to get you moving better um, so yeah working now on a, a hopefully a, a much better um, approach to getting people moving better, feeling better, getting fitter, getting stronger, um, and just improving their, their lifestyle. So, yeah, over the years I've been quite surprised that the program that I run um, and have been running for, for quite a while is what I would think is a quite a generic program um, in that it, it identifies, it addresses most of the core areas of strength and, and fitness um, but I get some of the people that I've trained with over the years and, and they'll come in and say look my swimming has improved, my surfing has improved and I'll go well I don't train people for surfing um, but they go well I'm getting out the back and I'm getting on my board and getting through the waves so much quicker now because of this training um, one fellow that I'm training at the moment is training for a 100k ultra um, over in Victoria later this year and um, he after about two months of training with me he said he'd been he dropped 20 seconds a kilometre off of his running time um, and he was already a, a good runner so he's yeah those sort of things that I don't specifically train people for um, that they're going well these are the benefits that I'm getting and through to I'm just getting through my day easy and my back doesn't hurt anymore um, and, and one fellow rang me up a while ago and said look I'm going to need to come back and start training again because when I was training with you I came to train with you because my back was kaput um, for the following two years after training with you my back was fine I stopped training with you because my back was fine and I didn't think I needed it anymore and now my back's kaput again <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Mm. So, so would you say that you're almost intuitively working with their bodies because you understand their bodies so well because of all the training you've personally been through and the experiences? Would you say that's part of all the secret to your success, the recipe? I guess it does come down to, to experience and I think it's just... Like I said, it's been a really nice blend of um, my, my you know, 35 years in, in doing karate and working at a, at a really high level. Um, and so you get to work on how bodies move and, and, and reading other people's um, movements and, and inspiring and things like that. You go, okay, this, you're trying to interpret what they're trying to do. Um, and then transferring that over into a, a therapy and treatment kind of yeah a, a treatment kind of 
area and looking at how they're moving and going, well, that doesn't seem quite right. And, and anyone can look at someone and, and say, well, they're walking a bit funny. Um, so something's not quite right there, but having the, the next level of capacity to go, okay, they're not moving quite right. This is where that's coming from. And then having an understanding of um, anatomy, pathology, function, and going, okay, so that being the case, I need to have a closer look at a specific area and assess it, check it, and if it's part of the problem, then try to start sorting it out. So designing a program um, to address some of the, the really fundamental movement areas that modern society tend to have and then being able to also regress some of those for people that need to have it a bit easier or they can't quite do a particular movement because of some other limitation that they have. Um, Teresa, you know, you're a, a high-level athlete, so doing these ones are a bit too easy for you. I'll make this exercise more challenging. So, yeah, it, it's, um, it's, it's good to be able to help people um, without having to... Um, I don't really think I'm working that hard in, in getting people different, but um, the results seem to speak for themselves, so it's nice. Mm, amazing. How does it work? So do they come to you, do you interview them and recommend a program for them? Or So um, over the last couple of years, so I've recently finished doing a, a double master's degree in um, musculoskeletal and in sports physiotherapy, which um, I was doing while I was still running my business full-time and being a dad and working with one of the um, top sports teams in WA. Uh, I was working um, as the head of strength conditioning and, uh, and the head physio at West Coast Football Club for a few years and I was also working with the junior elite um, soccer team um, for the last couple of years but um, you know, my wife would remind me that we did want to start a family and that my daughter would like to have her father home while she's away so I said <laughs> I said that because um, doing sort of 70 plus hour weeks tended to make me a little bit grumpy from time to time which I didn't really notice <laughs> but <laughs> anyone else did um, and so I've stepped back from that and started working in the public health system which has been a, a, a radical change in my learning uh, which has been excellent um, but I'm still running the business and um, and doing it at a lower capacity at the, at the moment um, but yeah so people that come and train with me um, I will do an assessment with them and, and try to work out what they're aiming to achieve what their history is and what they're coming in with um, from a from an injury perspective or from a, a health perspective um, and then what they're trying to get out of it so that I can find out what's going to be the best approach to take with them. The program itself that I run, I run three morning sessions per week mm-hmm. and so the program will be, um, it's, it's a, a periodised program that will um, run across the year, um, but within each each exercise within the program, um, I'll have the capacity to say, okay, this is essentially if we look at a push up as, as being an exercise. So a push up with your feet on the ground um, and your knees off the ground is baseline. Mm-hmm. So. 
we might say, I want you to do 10 push-ups. Um, if you can't do 10 push-ups, then I'll have three or four different variations to take you back to, to make you able to do that push-up, but in a slightly easier way, um, so that you can work to your capacity. For someone who's fitter, stronger, and better at push-ups, I'll have five or 10 different ways to make that same push-up harder. Um, as opposed to just going, well, do more reps or do less weight or something like that. It, it might be changing their position, changing their um, angle, changing posture, changing tempo. Um, so there's a, a whole number of different variations that I can apply to make one exercise um, extremely easy for one person and extremely difficult for someone else just so that we can match it to their capacity at the time and also make them successful at it so it's um, going to give them the encouragement to keep training and to, to progress. Yes, and it keeps them motivated and um, not a discouraging process, isn't it? Because when it comes to the body... So understanding yeah, their bodies and yeah, encouraging them is brilliant. Coming into an environment where other people have been training for a long time and if you're anything like me, you'll look at the person in the room and go, right, I want to be beating that person or I need to be keeping up. You know, if you're, if you're new, you're probably feeling self-conscious and you want to make sure that you're, you're keeping up with all the other people in the class. And, and I, I think that sets people up to fail because if they haven't been training in a particular way, so if I don't swim very much because I don't enjoy swimming and, and I don't float. Mm. Um, so if you made me do a, a five-kilometre swim, I would be probably quite sore and I would be very unhappy. <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't want to stick with it. Mm. And so the way that I train is probably quite different to a lot of other places. And so people coming in would train a bit sore and so it's, it's really about trying to rein them back in and going look you need to start off at a, at a pace that you can cope with um, you need to um, not worry about trying to keep up it's not a competitive environment it's a collegial environment everyone sort of helps each other mm. um, but it's about consistency and so if you come in and want to keep up with the people that have been training for years you're not being fair on yourself and you're probably going to hurt yourself at some stage mm. so it's, it's about making a, a safe transition into exercise um, and strength training um, so that people can be consistent and enjoy the benefits of moving better and feeling better. Mm, mm, that's true. Are you still with the football club or that's something that you did for a while? Yeah, so I was involved in uh, WAFL football uh, at two clubs. So I was over three years as their physiotherapist and uh, and also as their functional strength coach. Um, and they're a very successful club, um, but I finished there in 2010. Uh, and then I had a couple of years where I was working in the, the northwest of WA uh, and came back from there and started working at West Perth Football Club uh, in 2013 through to 2017. Um, and so the foot, I really enjoy working in football uh, and in sports in general, um, but the football club took up a lot of time and it took me away from my family uh, and it was the time pressures were just getting more and more. So I had to, or I stepped down from, from that role, which um, 
I really enjoyed and, and would still really enjoy doing, but um, I think I made the right decision and um, and concentrated on, on my studies and changed, changed my work. But I'm still involved in, in sport in that later on this month I'll be heading down to the southwest of WA and... Uh, Dare I say, I'm working for the New South Wales Masters hockey team um, <laughs> as their physio for the, for the Masters national titles that are going to be down there over a couple of weeks. And that, that's um, a massive event, apparently. So I'm really looking forward to, to working with the... They've got 14 teams coming across from New South Wales. Wow. Uh, uh, and... Yeah, I got involved in it as I was um, asked to be a reference for a physio to join the group and the woman who is the coordinator for New South Wales said but we're looking for some really experienced physiotherapists in sports physios so do you know anyone else that might be involved and I said well I might know someone <laughs> and uh, I spoke to my wife and my wife was quite happy for me to, to get involved and so I will be um, heading down to Bunbury and Bustleton for a, a few weekends to help the New South Wales teams um, get some success. Fantastic. Um, Craig, mindfulness, because you seem to be achieving so much and you're always on the go and you're up very early and you're extremely disciplined. I'm sure karate also added a dimension to that aspect of yours. Could you share about mindfulness in this entire life's journey for you? Mindfulness, uh, I think karate was definitely a, um, a very good outlet for me. Uh, and when you talk about what people would define as being a flow state, um, I think that sparring, so, so fighting um, for me when I'm sparring at the club is definitely a flow state for me. Um, and it's... Just you have to be present. If you're not doing when you're sparring, then something bad is going to happen. <laughs> um, but but um, so that was probably without knowing it. That was uh, my sort of entry into um, mindfulness and, and at the the traditions of most martial arts is at the start of a, a class and at the end of a class you um, bow in and you bow out. And so for a, a, a period of time at the start you'll close your eyes and um, my coach said um, to the class at, uh, at one time many years ago that you know, whatever troubles you've got that are, that you're coming up the stairs with work or whatever else, leave that at the door, close your eyes. When you open your eyes, it's now time to be here and to be training here and doing what we're doing here. And so I guess in a way that's, that's the, my entry into mindfulness. Um, I try to do some meditation um, most days, uh, and there's some really good apps that are that are available for for that sort of thing. So um, I do use an app to to guide me um, as well, um, and just a lot of as a young man, I was the style of karate that I do is called goju. So go being hard and ju meaning soft. Beautiful. So the, the hard, soft way. And 
another wise instructor from many years ago said, you young guys are very much go-go fighters. You're all hard and hard and there's not enough soft. <laughs> um, and I appreciate that in hindsight because I was. Um, but, yeah, so, so I'm getting more involved in that and my wife has been a, a great help for me in realising that I need to be a, a little more... Um, pliable mentally um, and not quite as A-type personality driven as I have been um, and my daughter is definitely a very strong grounding force for me as well because she does not care about my world titles, she does not care about my other high qualifications in different areas and, and all of the other things that I've achieved because according to her I'm just her dad and she already knows karate and she already knows this and that and she just wants me to play Barbies. <laughs> she just wants you to be yeah. her dad. Exactly, <laughs> yes. I've got my 1976 Luke Skywalker 12-inch toy from, I can't remember the company, but uh, so I get to play Luke Skywalker as a 47-year-old and she plays Barbie with me. Oh, fantastic. Now, Craig, yeah. moving forward with your business, PhysioFit, what are your plans and your goals? Look, it's exciting times in some respects. Um, the So where I run my classes currently is at the Karate Club where I've trained and it's been the Karate Club for over 50 years up on Milligan Street in Perth. Um, and so the, the dojo there, which is Brian Mackey's, it's a, an iconic place for martial arts and, and fighting arts really in WA because in the, the 1930s, I believe, it was a boxing and wrestling gym as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a famous old building and it's about to get knocked over, which is pretty sad, mm. um, but that's progress. And so Brian and I are moving down to a new venue, um, which is on Adelaide Terrace in the CBD. Um, and we're just... Well, we haven't quite finalised the details of that yet, but um, but that move looks like it's about to happen in the very near future. Mm-hmm. Um, and the karate club at the moment has been a dojo for over 50 years, um, and it looks like it. So it's it's not in the the greatest of shape. It's not the it's a very rustic blokey kind of place Um, and so a new venue um, will really freshen up everything and uh, and the video that I've seen of the the new location, if that's the one that we go to it will be um, a really nice place with really modern facilities to to train at and um, so so yeah, it looks like it'll be a a really nice opportunity to really fire things up and, and get things moving a bit more. Mm-hmm. A part of your plans are to also train um, students who are planning to the karate training as well as the physio fit. Is that so? The physio fit training is, is morning classes. Uh-huh. Um, the opportunity to train in the evening, I'm I'm not really taking that up because again, like I said, I've, I I want to spend time at home and uh, and I'm looking at doing some. I'm a sucker for punishment, but I'm looking to do some more study over the next couple of years as well. Um, and further my specialisation with, uh, with sports physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, the national team uh, is heading to the Philippines in another few weeks for an Asian Pacific title, so I've been helping a couple of the senior guys that are preparing for that. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then hopefully 
uh, once my daughter's a, a little bit older, I would like for her to get an interest in karate and then uh, I'd be very happy to be taking her in there with the junior classes because I think that's where it would be um, great to get involved with the, the kids um, and potentially start running another club myself or just get a lot more involved with the, the junior squad training which happens on the weekends. Um, so yeah, it would be nice to get back into to more karate training, but it's, it is a balance of getting time um, to do all these things. So yeah, it's it, it's always going to be a bit of a challenge to, to be able to have enough time to do all the things that you want to try to do. <laughs> that is true. Um, Craig, mm. so there is the physio side of you, there is the karate side of you, and there is also working with um, athletes and the football players. What would you love to share with the world? What kind of guidance would you love to give them? I think the more that we learn about um, health, fitness, well-being, uh, whether that be physical or mental, um, staying active, having the, the, the advertising that we have in Perth, they call it ABC, so act, belong, commit. Um, and there's great evidence that that is effective for people's whole health um, so you can't just look at uh, their mental health in isolation or their physical health in isolation because um, you can see that people that were physically healthy and well uh, I mean sadly Danny Crawley um, passed away and I believe he had problems with mental health mm-hmm. um, so you know, being fit physically doesn't guarantee that you're going to be fit mentally so finding that balance and finding time um, time for yourself and time for, for others um, I obviously have a strong bias towards the physical side of things and I think for me that the physical side of things definitely helps the mental side for me mm-hmm. um, my wife often tells me you're grumpy get out go for a ride go for a run go to training mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I don't want you here in this mental state um, and so having having those outlets um, is really important for everyone but, but um, trying to include you know, friends, family, other people into it as well so um, yes, I, I enjoy strength training and the more I learn about um, from the physiotherapy side of things getting stronger is just going to help so if I'm assessing someone, treating someone and I'm at a bit of a loss as to what to do um, in order to, to get them going better, then my default for 90% of people or more would be if I make you stronger, things will get better. So um, people, physios, I don't think are very good at strength training overall. Um, I get disappointed when I see physios talking about strength training people and using five kilo weights um, over the years I remember having a girl who had never done any weight training in her life and had had uh, a fairly catastrophic knee injury and fairly quickly after her surgery I had her lifting um, 
So she was deadlifting at 85 kilos wow. for repetitions. And, but, but yeah, so with her, um, she had never done any weight training before and she didn't have a lot of confidence in her physical abilities. And so when I was testing her strength, she said, how much weight is on this bar? And I said, oh, I didn't really know it's okay you can do this. And so she lifted that. So I'm just going to put a little bit more weight on. How much is on there now? All right, it doesn't matter. You can do this. And so when eventually I said, look, that's, that's your limit there. Um, and, oh, well, how much is that? Well, that's 80, 85 kilos, something like that. She goes, I can't lift that. I said, well, you just did. <laughs> and so, you know, and I'm, I'm working with a, a lady at the moment who has had a fairly – she got run over by a bus. So you can imagine that that didn't end well for her. Um, and she's so she has some limitations in the exercises that she can do. So um, she's had a, a nasty crush injury, um, and so I can't do squatting. I can't do deadlifting. I can't do other things. And so she's doing um, a, a knee extension exercise, and she weighs. 50 kilos and she's doing the extensions with her body weight um, for, for decent reps. Um, the other physios are coming in and they're seeing her doing um, you know, overhead pressing with 10 kilos, she's doing or over 10 kilos and she's doing um, ab wheel work and things like that. The, the other people that are coming in are going, ooh, wow. And so, you know, her her mental attitude has changed remarkably as well because she's she's feeling better about her body and although she's had this really nasty injury, um, she's doing everything else really, really well. And I mean, she came in yesterday and, and reputation as an option was put back on the table for her, which she's not happy about. And when she came in, she um, was feeling pretty flat and, and not all that excited about the prospect and when she left she goes you know I'm so glad I came in I wasn't going to come in today but after having a chat doing my training getting through my exercises and, and lifting some, some good weights I feel really good again so yeah, it's those sort of things that are, that are rewarding and uh, I think people need to try to get involved and stay involved in something that they enjoy doing and um, and Enjoy the game. Sorry. Mm. Now, Craig, to our WA listeners, what would you love to share with them? So, I think they had the opportunity to to be working with a person who has years and years of experience. So, I've been training people since you know the, the mid to late nineties, which is a long time. Um, I've been a, a high-level athlete in a sport that requires uh, a lot of discipline, it requires a lot of strength, it requires a lot of flexibility um, and mobility. Um, I'm a physiotherapist, so I have a, a better understanding than most people about um, assessment and diagnosis of movement-based um, problems. So. You know, uh, personal trainers might do um, a few weeks training over the weekend, and and particularly with some of the social media sort of stuff, you can look on on any kind of YouTube channel or whatever and go, "This is how you fix 
X, this is how you fix Y, this is how you fix Z. And so a little bit of knowledge can be really dangerous mm. in the wrong hands. Mm. Um, and I've seen that a lot of times. And I get, I get physios coming to me for, for treatment but also for training. Um, and I've run training courses for physios in how to train their clients um, So and, and personal trainers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I offer a lot more expertise, um, a lot more experience, um, and the quality of training. I've, I've w- worked at high levels in sport. I've traveled around the world um, learning from some of the best strength and conditioning coaches in the world. Um, and so the, the program that I offer is the best program you can get because in another five years' time, it will probably be slightly different to what it is today because the best program will be slightly different to what it is now. Mm. Um, it's always... It, it doesn't... I don't sort of go to a course and go, oh, wow, that's really good, and then there's a 180-degree change in what I do. It's, it's just tinkering around the edges to make the program ever so slightly better um, or as... as we evolve in what we know about training people to get the most out of it. So um, the best program that there is is the program that I'm currently doing. Um, And the best program that there is in five years' time will hopefully still be the program that I'm doing because I'm always keeping up with Mm. with what's out there and and what's the most appropriate thing, particularly when it comes to uh, the ageing athlete and working with injuries, um, what I've seen over the years is that, and, and this is definitely what I used to do 15, 20 years ago, is this is what I'm good at, so this is what I'm going to do, and you're training with me, so you have to do it too, whether you like it or not. Uh, nowadays, it's this is what you need, mm. and this is what you need, and they're similar but slightly different, and, and so being able to... Um, Bespoke the program for the individuals, even though it's in a in a group setting. So, yes, yeah. it's it's not a one size fits all. No, no, it's yes. not. Um, it's it's one program, but the programming has layers in it to to make everyone work to their capacity, uh, and it will look similar, but but it's not. It's different. It's beautiful. It's tailor made. Yeah. 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 Great. So, Craig, um, could you please tell us how our listeners could get in touch with you or stay in contact with you? Yeah, so uh, we have a Facebook page, um, which is PhysioFitWA, um, and then there's the page, which is Craig Solely um, Strength uh, Coach page. And we also have an Instagram account, which is PhysioFitWA um, at Instagram. So I'm not fantastic at uh, social media. My wife does a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, we throw up some posts here and there, and um, and we do get people contacting us through those, and you can like those pages um, and keep up to date with what we do because there will be some changes coming up in the near future. Uh, so if you want to find out where to catch us, then that would be the best place to go. Great. And to all our listeners out there, on the Body, Mind, Spirit Radio Network website, we do have Craig's details. Thank you, Craig. It was lovely chatting with you. Thank you very much, Sarah. It was lovely to chat with you.